Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Warshall Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, Brother Rocco, Brother Daniel, Worshipful Brother Jack, Worshipful Brother Joe. And we are going to be covering a topic tonight, Freemasonry and Catholicism. It'll probably delve into other things, but before we get into that, I want to talk about Masonicon. We were there, we hung out. They put us out in the hallway because they said you can't be in the lodge because you guys are a bunch of hooligans. But uh, <laughs> we uh, we had a good time. It was uh, it was a great time. We got to meet the brothers of the Masonic Roundtable, the Winding Stairs, yep. and the third one from Whence Come You. And we kind of floated around. Unfortunately, uh, Warshaw brother Dennis Burns was not there. Uh, he had a, another engagement and something to do with his flight. He wasn't able to make it, but that's pretty much where we're at. I want to give my hats off to the Ezekiel Bates Lodge. Yes, absolutely. Um, that building is fantastic. Um, you guys do a great job of, uh, of running that show. And, uh, huge. Hope, I couldn't believe how hope big Hope to see it, it again. Yeah, I couldn't believe how big that building was. It was really, really just it, impressive. It, on, I thought it was funny because every corner, every time you turned a corner, you would be like, wait, the building's getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that, was a huge, that was a huge building. Um, so let's talk about the things we bought. Yeah. Uh, I bought a lighter, and unfortunately, I apologize. I do not know the name of the jeweler who had it there. Uh, I forgot the damn card because I forgot my wallet, too, on my way here. How am I looking? <laughs> um, please, if you're a cop, don't arrest me on the way home. I forgot my wallet, so I don't have the card, but I promise I will plug the name of this person or the, the guy who sold it to me, who was a mason. Uh, on the next podcast. However, the other thing I did buy was a game called Franklin's Fortune. And it's a front of the box here. I'm going to put it up on uh, the Freemasons podcast uh, Facebook page. But the game is called Franklin's Fortune, The Secret of Health, Wealth, and Wisdom. Dr. Franklin, it's a deck building game. So it's a card game. Uh, this game, if you go to Franklin's Fortune LLC, it's at uh, 6 Liberty Square in Boston, Mass., www.franklinsfortune.com it is a game it's a it's masonic game also available on amazon also available on amazon and it's a uh, it's a card game for freemasons uh well not really necessarily for just freemasons but it's a board game card game slash that uh it seems pretty cool i'm yet to play it yet i've kind of rifled through the directions and i have a what's the word that i have secret fetish of the smell of a brand new deck of yeah, cards. I'd put it as a weird <laughs> fetish. It's yeah. a weird fetish. It's yeah. fine, though. But I literally unwrapped... I un took it out of the cellophane. It was just like... 
And this is why we don't play cards with George. Yeah, he gets way too excited. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable right now. Really, Joe, you're the one who's uncomfortable? What's that supposed to mean? What's that supposed to mean? You're uncomfortable. I don't know what you're talking about. But while we're on that, we had great time at MasonicCon. Ezekiel Bates Lodge has a one hell of a venue. They do. They did a great job. I'll say the whole thing, the setup of everything. Always one guy. Hold on, Dan. I can't hear you. Um, it was actually, it was. It was really impressive. A lot of different people with a lot of really cool items. Uh, everything from laser cut wood and, you know, cigar boxes and mm. cups, etched cups, any type of paraphernalia you wanted pretty much they had i bought myself a hat a tie a bow tie yes they um, had gloves they had aprons i mean anything that you could think of hats off quite literally to masonic revival which is who made the hats but no seriously i i i had a hat that i had three years ago i always used to wear the the camouflage one and going to masonicon i noticed there's oh there's six people with this same hat i gotta get to different one yeah yeah. so yeah now I, i like i like the hats for sure all right, so let's continue on. Let's plug our sponsor, <clears throat> www.uponthepoint.com. One of you guys at the table who are in the GroupMe app need to remind me to bring on Friday my coin to show Martinide. No one's here. It's just Rocco banging shit around. No, that wasn't uh, me. That was definitely a noise back there. Really? Because that that's crazy. When I, was I up, heard it from over there. When I was up here by myself, and again, here we go. We're going to talk about Liberty Ghost Hunter later during the BS session at the end here. But um, I was up here earlier by myself, kind of setting up the equipment. I had the headphones on, mics running, and I heard banging. Like, because again, these mics pick up stuff. And yeah, I can, but there, somebody just left. From the no, 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 no. I'm talking about say. just stuff going on oh, here okay. that sounded like it was right here in this room. Pretty creepy. Oh, somebody, yeah, they, they definitely tried to write. There was a kid, he had to be like, 14, 15 years old, and he definitely tried to ride the chair and couldn't figure out why it wasn't working. Oh, maybe that's what I heard then. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, back on subject. Plugging uponthepoint.com. They have all kinds of challenge coins. They have a two riders coin, which is the one that I'm going to uh, be showcasing shortly. And it looks like an old Templar coin that was back in the day. It's got the two riders, and it's got the Latin around it, uh, something expisty. Templum, whatever. Wow. I'll have to put it up on there. Again, I'm terrible at Latin as I am English. Carpe diem. But, <laughs> <laughs> but go on www.uponthepoint.com and check out what they got. Also, www.thefreemasonspodcast.com. I have two discount codes, FM Podcast and OG Listeners. If you go on there, you could use those two promo codes, and you can also become a podcast supporter by going on to the Anchor app. And you can support the podcast by monetary value, 99 cents a month, $4.99 or $9.99 a month. Also, let's get into shout-outs. You guys ready? Not yet. Yes, sir. Sure. Rocco says not yet. Come on, Rocco. We do this every freaking podcast. Every time. Now, actually, you know what? I'll give Rocco credit. He washed the cups before we sat down, so I can't really bitch out. Thank you, Brother Rocco. Thank you, Brother Rocco. You did a hell of a job. I'm sorry. All right. Well, let's get into shout-outs. While he's getting ready, I'm going to start calling out names. First off, on his own, I want to do Angelo Chavez. He is from Episode 8, and he was asking questions about Freemasonry and everything. And he put in his petition to become a Freemason. 
He is currently waiting the investigation and, and a. Where? I don't know where. Oh, I don't, you know, don't where. know where. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah, I again. I spoke to him eons ago. He's. I, okay. He did tell me where he's from. I want to say California, but I could be absolutely wrong on that. Uh, but he did put in his petition to become a Mason. He's just kind of waiting for it to all go down, waiting for a call back. So, to Angelo Chavez, brethren, right hand to arms. To arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat. 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 All right. One down. Now let's get into those who have liked the podcast. And if I miss you, by all means, call me out and say, hey, you didn't call my name. I'm going to call it out. Marcus DeBoard, Jake Hester, Ryan, oh boy, Marchetti, Ryan Boone, Mike Hambrecht, who is Mike from, Mike the intern from from, Masonic uh... Roundtable, Bill Short, Diego Gonzalez, and Aaron Anthony Presser. Brethren, we ready? Hold on, hold on. One more second. Oh, Almost. Boy. What is that, a Monster Energy, Joe? Yeah, Monster No, it's a... Uh, Those are actually really good. What are you drinking? Bad Sons Triple Dubious oh. Triple the, IPA. Derby, well, while we're at it, right? let's plug the local business. That's out of Derby, right? Yes, yep, it bad is. Bad Sons. Yeah. Bad Sons out of yeah, Derby, Connecticut. Right around the corner from Very good stuff. It's actually the Bad Sons makes up all the names of the towns in the valley. Yeah, Bridgeport, Ansonia, Derby, Seymour, Orange, Naugatuck, and... Next podcast, we're getting a case of Seymour. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, brothers. To all those who liked liked the Freemasons podcast, right hand to arms. To arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brothers. Viva, viva, viva. Alright. We are getting better at that. I mean the first couple episodes it was kind of a well, that was, yeah, shotgun wedding, but we get somebody like Steve who just doesn't know what he's doing on there. <laughs> no, see I, I missed well, tapping my glass at the right time, week. so I just waited. And I, now no, that the toast George that fucked it up. Yeah, and I was just time, gonna yeah. say yeah. and yeah. now that the toasts are over, I can thank all you brothers for not busting out Puppet George. Alright. Not yet. Well, we tried last week at the end and failed. All right, last thing I want to plug, the Freemasons Podcast Facebook page, Instagram page, as well as the Freemasons Podcast community page. Uh, you Again, there's a couple people who are actually lying in wait to get onto the Freemasons Podcast community page. However, I will state it again. You have to answer the questions in order to get in. We will not let you in, no matter if you like the other the main page it does not matter we need to know that you are followers of the podcast and the only way to do that and the only way to get onto the community page is if you answer the questions because we want to make sure you are not the illuminati brotherhood or an alex jones uh supporter disciple disciple (laughs) so that's why we do that so answer the questions all right speak of alex jones yeah, I saw that. Yeah. In the Group Me app today, I said that uh, I was listening to actually Joe Rogan's podcast, and it was ap- 
actually episode 1255 where he had Alex Jones came back. Was that the second time that he came yeah, on? It oh, it was time. bad. It was bad. That was a, a train wreck. I really think he's out of his fucking mind. Oh, he was he he's was out of his clearly, mind. Clearly clearly um, he couldn't inebriated keep, uh, now, during the during this interview. So the first thing he started off with was the Sandy Hook thing that he got in trouble for and all this stuff. And he basically came out and said, oh, I never said that. I never said that. But the media just wanted to wait. Blah, 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 blah. But he also Whatever. said in the same sentence, he said that he he went crazy. Yeah. He also said, yeah, I was suffering from a little bit of psychosis. And then he goes on yeah. this whole thing about how doctors and Planned Parenthood in hospitals are taking... Babies and their, yeah. So basically, women who want a third trimester abortion, they're delivering the babies and keeping them to harvest the organs. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting here listening to this thing and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like, come on, dude. Like, do you not think before you speak? Do do you really? I I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, it's it's one of these weird, especially in today's day and age, with all the video cameras and all the documentations and everything else like that. I don't doubt it's not happening in third world countries. Third world countries, maybe maybe not in America. I just don't. You know what? You know what? I don't even want to argue the legitimacy of this at all. And and this is you know, whatever. I I just I can't I can't I can't so. But well, he, he, he Joe Rogan, I just want to say this, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Joe Rogan has a great podcast with a bunch of great people on there. I highly encourage you to listen to his podcast as well as ours. Please don't stop listening to ours. But Joe Rogan's got some <laughs> great guys on his podcast. But this episode was not one of them. But if you really want to hear his crazy psycho ass, and the crazy, absolutely out, out of this world things that he comes up with. This is the guy who bashes Freemasonry. But they're literally, and that's why I'm bringing the internet. So it's fine. And you actually, know, he went into a enough. whole. Th- there's actually a funny video of him on YouTube voice. of basically losing his marbles at a restaurant because a bunch of people flipped him the bird and this guy goes goes on a freaking tear he just really? loses oh yeah Alex Jones loses it and he's not saying anything of relevance it's just him just being the it turns into a 5 year old where he just starts yes. cursing it's basically a temper tantrum, tantrum. Yeah. yeah right that dude gets all red and actually, then he starts you know screaming at yeah. you. <laughs> I know we actually just passed the toast but I just realized we met a fan Oh yes, and I think it would be wrong for yes. us to Absol- not toast him. Absolutely, I thought about it because I was Peter thinking, Daigle. Yeah. Hi, Peter Daigle. Yeah. That was awesome meeting I you. He rolled it. up with two of his brothers or friends, and well, I, you know what? Or, that was pretty awesome. And that was pretty cool. And he he yeah. bumps up to well, me and he's like, Go ahead. "Hey, George," and I'm like, "Hi," and again, like. I'm st- I'm not getting used to all. I, I, it's gonna take a very long time for me to get used yeah, to the God fact that we get recognized. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. U- I'm really not used to it. Like yeah. I'm just a I'm just a Nogatuck, regular average Joe. You know? Joe. So when you walk up to me and you're like, "Hey, George," I'm thinking there's somebody I've already met before, not realizing it. So when Peter walked up to me, or somebody you owe money to, or else somebody I owe money to, 
<laughs> well, yeah, he, uh, the funniest thing I have to say is he The only thing worse than that would be that, Are you my daddy? Oh, God. But in all seriousness, like, I'm no, still getting used up, to people noticing me. He walked up to me, and mind you, I was sitting, you oh, yeah. met him roaming around. Right. I was sitting at our little booth area, and he walks up right and he looks you. at me and he goes, Dan the Italian. <laughs> That's so great. you listen to the show. He's like, yeah, how you doing? You know, just funny thing. That. Another person I banged into who is a Mason out of Plainville. Um, his name is Daniel Dabrowski. I actually went to school with his brother Matt Dabrowski, and he walks up and he's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Oh and wait, I'm, I think I messed that up. I think it was Daniel. No, no, no. It was Peter Daigle. It was Peter who yeah. came up to me. Okay, I wasn't. Oh, sure. maybe not. I'm bad with names. I don't know. Really I don't see. I don't names. know if I don't know if Dan uh, Dan Dabrowski's listened to the podcast. Maybe he has. Maybe he hasn't. But anyway, he walked up to me and he's like, "Hey, how you doing?" And I'm like, "Hey, how you doing?" Right? And I'm looking at the last name. My like, God, I know this guy. <laughs> and now, mind you, I want to just say that Dan Dabrowski looks exactly like his brother Matt. Like oh, I, really? I mean, spitting image of him, right? So I notice him. I look at the last name. I'm like, God, I know him. But I didn't. It ended up being his brother. But it was very cool that I actually met with him. We took a picture together. I recognized. Well, obviously, I recommend it looks like his brother. But it was very cool. Very cool. Um, So the people I want to give. Oh, well, Dan. I absolutely. And actually, you know what? Dan, you threw it out there. You lead the the charge. Jeez, I've never done this before. Uh, Good. Well, Baptism it? by fire, baby. Jesus. All right. Uh, right hand arms. Arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Viva! 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 And you said my toast was lonely. That sounded like you were ready to cry. Because <laughs> I, I kept, I had to pause to think about what the next line. Wait, it's okay. Yeah. You busted my balls about the, the lonely toast, and At that least was just I like had a brothers join in. Right in my hand class. to arms. Arms. Don't let Puppet George come back. <laughs> that wasn't Puppet George. <laughs> He debuted on the Facebook. We'll page. call that. We'll call that voice Candy Ass Dan. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, we're done with that. We're going to move on to the main topic. And the main topic of tonight is going to be Freemasonry and Catholicism. I want to start off by saying, uh, and it's all going to kind of tie in. So, the first thing I'm going to do is I want to quote, and it's actually by Lord Acton. All power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So the first thing I want to do is I want to just throw this disclaimer out that in no way, shape, or form does my opinions or the things that I speak about have any type of reference to any Grand Lodge or any Mason other than my own opinions. None of this is is the opinion of any type of Grand Jurisdiction or Grand Lodge or in Freemasonry in general. This is simply me talking out of my own personal beliefs. Every Freemason has his own personal beliefs. I want to absolutely clarify that, and I don't want to speak about anyone's religion, and nor is this any way, shape, or form a knock on religion. We're given the facts of what actually happened in given the, the facts, past. and also, in Your, addition... And our opinions. Our and my opinions. Yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about is how the Catholic Church has made Freemasons in a way demonized. 
they've demonized Freemasonry, that we're all, again, devil worshippers, baby killers, and, you know, people such as Alex Jones don't help the cause. We've gotten a very bad rap of being anti-religion. This is not the case. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is, do you know what, do any of you brothers know what the most dangerous book is in the world? I have a feeling you're going to say yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, Something like I the think Bible. We all like think of the Bible, but none of us no, want to say it. Everyone's, saying, everyone's thinking the Bible. Nobody wants to say it. But we're all you are it. all absolutely correct. The Bible, and I'll explain why. Uh, before you continue, I do want to make a designation. There's a difference. I'm a I'm a I'm a, a Mason who enjoys going to church every Sunday, so I want to make a distinction between um, what we're talking about in this podcast is capital C Catholic or capital C not Christianity or, or Catholic. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. There's a difference between the two we're talking about. Do you know and this is this is what brings me into this. And the reason why I'm segueing into this and starting this way is because the Bible and religion as a whole has been the cause of tortures and deaths across the world for aeons and aeons that have to do with people who have a difference of opinion in their religion, okay? Such as Jews, Muslims, Catholics, whatever the case may be. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is quite simple, that the Bible is a very good book that has very many good meanings in it and very good life teachings and ways to be as a human being. However, if that Bible is wielded in the hands of somebody who is corrupt and power hungry and tyrannical, it is absolutely dangerous. And I'll give you an example. But before you even get into that, I, what I will say is there is a, a great quote, and it's basically that the whole the whole problem with um even just general religion is that we are basing everything on belief systems if you based it on ideas ideas can change evolve and basically grow but now when you base things on beliefs people will die kill and murder because when you base something on beliefs people have a much stronger feeling towards it and this is where I almost I feel like ties into your the Bible is a very dangerous book because it comes on to a belief system where people believe these things are true. Not to say this wrong. You have to believe a higher power just to be a Mason. See, here's the problem. And, and let me explain something. God is all powerful. He's all knowing. He is a what's the, the word? Benevolent. Uh, ben, uh, benevolent. 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 He's a benevolent being. Okay. And I, I, I believe in God. I want to throw that right out there. In order to be a Freemason, you have to believe in a supreme power. Mm-hmm. But religion was created by man. Exactly. And man can corrupt just about anything. And I'm going to start off with examples, and I'm going to deal it back, and I promise <coughs> you we're going to drag this right up to the modern day. My point but was I'm, just to, to point out that it was a difference between yeah. Roman Catholic uh, uh, church I'm, and... I'm talking about just across the board, and this is not me trying to knock anyone's religion. I'm talking about the establishment of religion. Okay, Jesus himself said, the kingdom of God is within you, not in an established church. That came right from good old JC himself. 
the reason why I'm bringing this up is because let's start off where this began and let's talk about the Middle Ages and right after the Dark Ages. The Dark Ages were right after the fall of the Roman Empire and many, uh, many different areas and there was no Kingdom of France, there was no Kingdom of England. A lot of areas were controlled by what city-states uh, such as you know, Wales was one of them, and you had you know the castle of Metz, and, and all these city-states within Europe battled one another. They fought one another for territories. Knights? You think of white knights? No, oh, the knights. No. no, they were actually thugs. And it wasn't... In t- the only thing that was really relevant in those times was everyone was Catholic. Everyone believed in Catholicism. And that was the only thing that really cemented them all together. And it wasn't until later when the kingdoms after Charlemagne and everyone started coming to power that you started seeing the bigger kingdoms, such as the Kingdom of England, and you started seeing the Kingdom of France and the Holy Roman Empire. But they were all individual city-states, okay? And when they're all warring each other, you have this overhead papal power that is basically saying, stop fighting one another. But what's the best way to get people to stop fighting one another? turn their attention to a different enemy. And part of the, and I'll call it propaganda, of the day was that in the, in the Middle East, the Muslims were destroying and defiling all of the Christian relics. Because again, the, you know, the, uh, the Muslims were, had, had taken over Jerusalem and they had all done all this stuff. And they basically, so when the, Rocco, fact check me, the first, it was uh, Pope, oh boy. I'm going to butcher this one. Go ahead. Give the it first a try. Crusade, the first crusade was, there was a, I think, I want to say it was the sermon at Clermont. I could be wrong on this. But the Pope. What was he? He was a. No, no th- that was actually where actual... the Pope gave his speech. I oh, believe okay. it was Clermont, which was the beginning, basically calling everyone to arms against the Muslims. And what was told to all of the people who were listening to this sermon was that the Muslims were defiling the Christian places. They were raping, pillaging, and killing Christians in the Holy Land. Am I right, Rocco? Yeah. So, um, First Crusade, 1095 to 1099, Council of most people reading it would say Clermont. Clermont. Um, but you know, we're I, speaking in French. Clermont. I, you are, you are, <laughs> and most people reading it are Council of Clermont. It's easy enough. Uh, anyway, the Pope was. I'm sorry. Just give me the Pope's name. Princess Crusade. Don't have it. All right, that's fine. No, yeah, he pulled up an article that's pretty detailed. That's fine. Was the first Crusade. Moving on. It doesn't matter. Uh, I don't have the Pope's name off the top of my head right now. So, but we'll get into. Pope Urban II. Thank you, Brother Jack. Worshipful hey, Brother Jack. Hey, you got me. Or got you. Urban. Yeah, if it's French, it's Urban. Right. Pope Urban II had his council or his sermon at Clermont calling for a holy crusade, which basically told all of the Christians that the Muslims were de- destroying the places of worship in the Middle East, as well as raping, killing, and pillaging all of the Christians there. Now, we know this today, that this was absolutely incorrect. 
there's many stories, and I will get into one of them in particular, of that this didn't happen. They actually, you had Muslims and Christians and Jews all practicing the religion alongside of one another, and this never happened. But in order to take all of that anger and all of that fighting that was going on in you during the Dark Ages... Create an antagonist. You, you, you make an enemy, and you direct that enemy. And one of the things that Pope Urban had said was that... And again, this is all propaganda, and anybody can look this up. I challenge you to look it up. Uh, one of the things he had said was is that if you go on this holy crusade, all of your sins will be absolved. And do you know who went on first crusades? Murderers, rapists, thieves, all of the... the, the oh, sinners. The, the sinners. Sinner. Thank you, because I was going to accuse the word deplorables, but then again, we'd be a room full of deplorables. <laughs> um, but it was all the sinners. It was all the ones who... So they basically, you know, if, if somebody They're who was... They're looking in, for a pardon. They, anybody who was... Who was you know, who done evil or done bad was given a papal pardon to go fight on crusade. And the reason why I bring this up is because this is a, you know, you have an overhead power, and it was a power. It was a government. It's it was right up until the Renaissance, the you know, or the Great Schism, which is the div division of Catholicism and Protestantism. Um, but you had this this huge power that was basically using its propaganda and wielding this as a weapon, which is where I bring up the Bible as a weapon. They went to the Middle Ages, and here's a funny story. Um, at the Battle of Antioch, when the Crusaders were coming toward Antioch, uh, the guy's name was Yagishia, and he was the leader of the, of the city of Antioch. And there was Christians and Muslims in the city. And the first day, he sent out all the Muslims to dig a trench. This was to keep siege towers from coming to the city. And he sent out all the Muslims. All the Muslims went out. They dug a trench. The next day... Before the Crusaders had got there, he sent out all the Christians to dig this, to dig, you know, to extend the trenches further, further. And when the Christians went, were done, and they were headed back to the city, Yagishia closed the gates, and he said to them from the walls, "The city is yours, but not until we figure out what's going on with these Crusaders." Huh. But this is a case in point that, you know. The barbarism that was portrayed at the Council of Clermont was actually incorrect because if Yagi Shia really wanted to, he'd have just cut all the freaking Christians' heads off and been done with it, but he didn't. So this is a perfect example of how Muslims and Christians were alongside of one another. And Yagi Shia had said, the city is yours, told it to the Christians, the city is yours. Once this is all done and over, you're welcome right back in. But that didn't happen. So Yagi Sion. Close. Okay. Listen, I'm not Muslim either. I'm doing the best I, I can. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. So as we all know, the story goes, Antioch fell. It was actually a Muslim trader in one of the towers who, I believe you, Rocco. I told you I suck. <laughs> um, I've never denied it. Uh, Rocco's turning his computer to look at Dan to show him the spelling of it. And yeah, it, it's, a pretty, it's pretty wild. Just <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm saying. Like, yeah, pretty, like, I'm ballparking it. I'm not even going to try. So. Right after the Battle of Antioch, in, and again, I'm going to bring this up, okay, and, and here's why. I'll, I'll reel it back in, I promise you. But after the Battle of Antioch, the city had fallen, and the Crusaders were supposed to be heading to Jerusalem. Well, that didn't quite happen that way. 
One prince ended up going to Aleppo and taking over Aleppo. Another one decided he wanted to become the prince of Antioch, and he stayed in Antioch. And the Crusaders' army, which they were originally heading to Jerusalem, which is where all the Crusaders wanted to go, uh, it effectively grinded to a halt. Okay, And the Crusaders were getting pissed off. They were like, we're, we're supposed to go to Jerusalem. Why aren't we going? Why aren't we going? Well, a raiding party went and seized, sieged the town of Ma'ara, M-A, apostrophe, A-R-R-A, Ma'ara. Yeah, I'll okay. give you it. <laughs> I'm not even going to look. Not even going to look. Okay. And, I'll, and I'll tell you what happened. They besieged the city. And what happened was absolutely atrocious. Once they were able to get into the city, there are stories of cannibalism where the crusaders who had been starved because Yagi Shia burned down the entire area around the city so that the crusaders had nothing to eat, nothing to drink. There's even stories of the crusaders killing their own horses, drinking their blood, and eating the meat of the horses. So they were pissed off, and they ended up going to the city of Ma'ara, and they did absolutely atrocious things. There was cannibalism. They killed the inhabitants. There's even stories of them putting children on spits and eating children. Uh, for an example, um, I'll read something here. I shuddered to tell that many of our people, harassed by the madness of excessive hungry, cut pieces from the buttocks of Saracens already dead there which they cooked, but when it was not yet roasted enough by the fire, they devoured it with savage mouth. So this is just stories of this is what religion can do to people, organized religion. They didn't consider them people. They didn't consider them people. They considered them, they considered them heretics. And I'm going to wrinkle this all back in. Freemasonry does not distinguish between one sect or another we don't distinguish between religion we blur those lines completely it doesn't matter if you're catholic if you're protestant if you're muslim if you're jewish it does not matter we simply as a fraternity demand that you be a good person and that's what the rough and smooth ashlar are about and, you're well, a rough and person and believe in a god and believe it doesn't in matter a god which doesn't god. matter which one yeah. <laughs> and the reason why i'm bringing this all up is because now we're going to fast forward you know to the, cru- to the Crusades, to the, um, to the Renaissance. And this is basically where Freemasonry, for the most part, got its start. I mean, around this area, you had the schism where Protestantism broke away. In, I believe it was England, Rocco, fact check me. Uh, England broke away from the Catholic Church and started Protestantism. This is also where Freemasonry pops up and its first written, I want to clarify that, written documents of Freemasonry popped up in England at the Goose and Gridiron. This is the very first of where there was written records of it. The Catholic Church, you know, you have a lot of stories of people who were, as the Renaissance started to come about, uh, you had a lot of people who, Giordano, uh, Giordano Bruno, one of them, he was a Italian Dominican friar, philosopher, mathematician, <laughs> poet, cosm- cosmological theorist, and hermetic occultist. So this was a guy who was starting to see outside the box of the prototypical, this is what you need to believe, and that's that. You had Sir Isaac Newton. You had Leonardo da Vinci. And all these free and thinkers start popping up. Rocco. So... um. 
Who was that person you were talking about beforehand? No, I know the gr- Goose oh. and Gridiron. What are you talking about? Who who was the guy you dropped his Giordano Bruno? Giordano Bruno. I have him up right here. I'm looking yeah, at him. Yeah, no. There's a few. There's a lot of people <laughs> in, around that time that did the same type of thing, though. Right. Exactly. So, you and, know, I'm looking at a guy. I, I'm, I have a particular, uh, you know, liking of a guy named Christopher Wren. Mm-hmm. And he's also, um, to you know, could have been master at Gruesome Gridiron. So... You know, it's it's right. it's unknown. There's a, well, a few at that time. I, I want to. I just want to clarify that Goose and Gridiron and Freemasonry came much after 1548. But the point that I'm trying to bring up is that anybody who was opposed to the Catholic Church, they were at power, and if you did not adhere to what they said, they would make a martyr out of you, Giordano Bruno, and other people who have been were put on house arrest. And you have to understand that. The Catholic Church, all their Bibles were in Latin, and only people who were known, who were allowed to know what Latin was, was the priests, and that was a form of control. They didn't want the average pleb knowing, you know, what Latin was. They didn't want people understanding it because you had to take the word of the priest, and I'll give you a perfect example of that, is let's look into the story of Lucifer, okay? Prior to, you know, the Middle Ages... Lucifer, the devil, was a beautiful angel and blah, 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 and all this other shit, but he was also known by many other names prior to, because again, religion borrows from a prior religion, okay? But it wasn't until the Middle Ages where you had Lucifer depicted with bat wings and horns, and you you have the the writings of uh, John Milton, as well as Dante, Dante's Inferno, where they, he, he changed, he demonized, and, and really made him an ugly figure. But understand, Lucifer was the, you know, in, in I want to call it Catholic mythology, mm-hmm. uh, he was the most beautiful angel. Mm-hmm. He was beautiful. So now how, where does he go from that to that? Because what happened was is the priests of the Middle Ages demonized him and basically said, you know, oh, he fell from grace and he did this and he did that and he's the devil and he's evil and blah, 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 blah. And this is why you're a sinner. And I, I'm a firm believer in that people don't take responsibility for their own bullshit. And it's much easier to just say, I was possessed by demons. No, bullshit. You weren't. You know, and again, I would love to get onto this conversation later about my beliefs of, of all that and everything. But <laughs> I digress. But this is what I'm talking about, where you have a priest who knows Latin, who knows, you know, who, who's reading this to people who don't understand they're not free thinkers they're taking whatever the priest or pope puts in front of them and they're taking it for exactly how he says it well they're not reading the actual bible and interpreting it they're exactly. taking his word for exactly. how the bible should be interpreted which brings me to alex jones no i'm kidding uh, <laughs> but that's where freemasonry and this that whole enlightenment period joe's catching on to what became I'm up to. dangerous <laughs> right because they were doing their own research. They mm-hmm. were reading it and interpreting it themselves. Absolutely. And they no longer relied on this one priest to interpret it for Absolutely. them. They could draw their own conclusions. They could read what they wanted wanted to read and formulate their own opinions. Right. And especially when you have a group, if you want to say the Freemasons or even mm-hmm. the you know people like uh, 
whether it be Galileo or it be like Sir Isaac Newton or guys like that, where not only are they putting it out there, but like you said, Freemasonry is, is pretty universal. Mm-hmm. Right. So organized religion tends to divide and keep people separate, and that's where they gain their power. Well, you have this other group, who, a competing, quote, group, that's, uh, that's bringing in people from all different religions. Yeah. They're uniting people. Yes. So just by doing that, sheer numbers, open. you're going to have more, and you're going to have yeah, more you're power. Everyone's mind to exactly. It doesn't matter the religion and interpret the. Religion Let me give you however a, you want. And for an institution that wants to control, yeah, right. that's, that's a very that's what it scary is. It's control. Not yeah, to mention, clear. there may have been some monetary incentive, oh, incentive in there too. Absolutely, because the absolutely. church controlled a lot of money. Absolutely, and, and let me also just go out and say, uh, you know, on a in another side note, is that, you know, governments and things that were happening during this time, the church had final say. Like, if if a war, if a country went to war with another country, the church would step and be like, "Listen, you stop that right now, or we're excommunicating you." As in the case of Scotland and uh, Robert the Bruce, yes. perfect fucking yep. example. You know, but you also have where they are an overhead power. And any type of government, and I'm going to call it a government, because that's exactly what it was well, back in those days. Day. It was. It, it was, was a government. Anytime they start to lose or slip with people breaking away, the government tightens its grip. And I'll give you an example. Syria, perfect example. Bashir al-Assad right now, or, or you know, it's been going on for how many fucking long the Syrian war has been going on. Right. He started to lose his grip. The people wanted him out. And what did he do? He tightened the noose. And now you have rebels and they're fighting and the whole country is just a freaking disaster right now because he was slipping in power. And that's exactly what the church did. And around this time, you have where the Latin was translated to English and you get the new the King James version of it. Right. And and this is just a perfect example of, you know, another perfect example of how religion from the beginning of time has become the telephone game because if you read the original Torah, it reads nothing like the Old Testament, which is exactly the same which book. Which is supposed to, Now yeah, you take the Latin version of the Bible and you translate it to the King James Version, and words were again perverted and under, misunderstood. Again, for example, Elohim. For God. Or God thank you. Thank you. It is a word for God. In... Elohim. Okay. That's yeah. plural. It's plural. So this is what I'm talking about, is that where... words have become perverted down the road. Yeah. Okay. But sometimes intentionally. Sometimes intentionally. Get, uh, and now... Jesus. It, and again, Jesus I'll... Jesus is one of the, my favorite examples. Jesus... In the original text is Yeshua, Yeshua. which would actually mm-hmm. translate to Joshua. Joshua. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one of my favorite books, Lamb. It's totally fictional, but I've definitely mentioned it before. Yes, you have. Good story on Jesus. Great story. Well, let me give you another but example. In the Sumerian tablets, there is a story that is exactly to the T the story of Noah. Exactly to the T. Anyway, moving on from that. But now you have the the Where King do you James think version. The Bible version came from that. It came from that. It came from an of earlier course, civilization. I mean, we've already had this conversation before. Yeah, no, obviously of a prior you know, and, civilization. And, and, and there are touching many, on subjects right. of prior. There are but now many, understand many words now for Jesus and 
God combined. But understand, Yahweh, now you have a religion such as Catholicism which comes in here. And how do you make yourself or your belief system better than another? You demonize the other one. And again, I'm leading right back into Freemasonry. But for instance, if you look at the Bible when it talks about the number 666, mm -hmm. that was actually sixes were the counting system for the Sumerians. You look at you look at um, Christmas. Christmas was a pagan holiday that's got absolutely nothing to do with the birth of Jesus. I'll also look at Easter was another pagan holiday that was, and that's why you have bunny rabbits and eggs because it's fertility. It's all the flowers and everything coming back. So well, even but if what, you look at somebody like Mary Magdalene, who a lot of people believe may have been. And the best the wife of Jesus. Right. Yeah. How do you change that? She turns into a prostitute. She turns into a prostitute. Yeah. Absolutely right. And again, and the reason why I'm talking about this is because also, you know, you have the King James Version, which is what everybody started to learn. But now in modern days, you have the New English Translation. And if you look, the words are completely different again. So this is what I'm talking about. It's a, and I'm real, I'm going to reel this all back in. This is a form of control. It's a form of getting people, and what was happening... since it's propaganda it's to propaganda. a certain extent. Yeah, absolutely. And it's... It, there's more people who have... Again, everybody wants to demonize Freemasons and how we're evil and devil worshippers, and oh my God, the Morgan Affair, and oh, the P2 Lodge, they hung some dude from the brig. You know, but think about it in terms of this. More people have died under the name of Christianity than in Freemasonry. Christianity had a whole inquisition killing Jews and everybody else who is non-believers. I'm ashamed. Why doesn't Dan bring up Madonna? <laughs> <laughs> but my point is this, no, yeah, is that anything that doesn't have to do with anything that was opposed to the Catholic Church, including Freemasonry, I brought it full circle. You like that, guys, right? Yeah. Anything that was opposed to Catholicism and their beliefs In was instantly, even today, yes. is instantly squashed. Again, look at science. The world is flat. No, the fuck it ain't. It's round. <laughs> there's no such thing as aliens. I don't even know well, There's no such thing as aliens. But yet, the Catholic Church or the Vatican has a satellite, a telescope, not satellite, excuse me, a telescope called the Lucifer <laughs> to look at the stars, to look for extraterrestrial life. Even the Catholic Church has come out and said, well, if there is extraterrestrial life, it's a, it's a child of God as well. So, Swear to God, look it up. Well, this is Hashtag, I mean, look it up. Isn't, it, 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 I mean, the, isn't that obvious anyway? But my it, point is, the is creator, that... The creator, the creator, right? didn't just create uh like how how but do you understand the more metamorphosis of what has happened if you would have said that same shit in the middle ages they would have cooked your ass on a fire oh yeah but right. now as science and modern i firmly mentality octopuses well, are aliens <laughs> i'm not even gonna touch Jesus that one rocco Christ. continue do on true, dude. do they no. get gingivitis this is <laughs> Joe, goddamn it, don't start. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying no, is that it, comes out, it, it does, and it's one of like the you the, have to the, this Egypt, the, the the pyramids and everything. They're unexplainable. A lot of mm -hmm. the myth is that slaves build the pyramids, but there's tons of facts saying that 
Slaves couldn't have done that quality mm-hmm. of work. You had to have skilled labor. They still, to this day, do not have facts on They have no idea how, how it was they made. They were actually built. And if you look at the measurements, mm-hmm. the measurements to the planet. are the circumference of measurements the to mm-hmm. actually measure the circumference right. of the earth. Like and the we'll get into that whole discussion later in my know, philosophy of life. I'm Listen, sorry, that's I a whole other after hours podcast of us just, and I don't mean after hours isn't shit, show. We'll have a whole philosophical yeah, conversation sorry. about life. No, no, you're fine, Dan. <laughs> to swing you back I, in. I, yeah. To swing it all back in, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you know the Catholic Church from day one, and even any, I don't want, I'm just not bashing the Catholic Church, any type of established religion has always had its dogmatic beliefs. And as, you know, a society has changed from the Renaissance to modern day, and we discover new things, you watch them, they're now backpedaling everything they've said. And this is where Freemasonry comes into, is because we are all free thinkers. We're all, you know, we don't, close you down if joe believes that he was a descendant of the amazon women from the planet nuru or whatever the f- you know what I- i'm just saying like is there's it, no is it because of my man boobs <laughs> is, that, is that why we went there i'm just making a point that yeah we all kind of free think i mean you know joe's got his beliefs Jack's got his beliefs. Dan's got his beliefs. Rocco's somewhere fucking out there. I think, <laughs> I think the issue... Maybe Rocco's the, the alien. <laughs> Rocco's the alien. I think the issue, right, is that um, masonry puts all men on the same level. Right. And that's a threat to anyone in power. Well, and it, it, cause it gives you knowledge. It's an immediate threat. Yeah. It's and an and immediate... It's not, even if you go back to Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. Eve ate from the tree of... Knowledge. No, she gave. Big, uh, no, no. Let me correct okay. you. Correct Eve me. gave the apple to Adam, but I don't know what God expected us to us when they give us when she gives it to us with a beer. I'm just throwing <laughs> it. And 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 I yeah, want to also big. point out the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, it was. I actually agree with that one. It's a tree of knowledge. They get, the knowledge was the bad part. Right. We all of a sudden knew everything that God right. was that supposed was, to hold secret. Right, and, and that was seen as a bad thing. Even if you go back to the Greeks and their gods with Prometheus, yep. bringing fire to man, which you know, is bringing light. Well, a lot of those knowledge. stories. In the he got punished. Sense. He was stuck on the side of a mountain to have his yeah, liver pecked yeah. out by a vulture, <laughs> and then he would keep regenerating, and mm-hmm. it, just to go through that every single day because he brought... Knowledge, knowledge or light to the common person. It's the same thing when you talk about Lucifer, the light bringer. Exactly. You know, the, the, there's all that. The morning star that comes exactly. out where it's the the favorite angel looks at it and is like, God, I don't I don't think you're right about you're right. this. You challenge the ultimate power and what happens? You get struck down. So in knowledge is a threat to any institution that's in power. Yes. The bottom line. And it, 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 yeah, it they will always find a way. Knowledge should be ultimate power but well this is where it's well it is the ultimate power Actually, that's why yes, it threatens I was just, I was those about that to are in power for yeah, a yeah. Well, I also wanna, is the I want to add this in too is that anytime but first off I want to say there's bad seeds in everything okay and I'll give you a perfect example Waco Texas David Koresh perfect example but then you also have you know terrorism and ISIS and all that shit you know 
where people do bad things. So there's there's Christians, there's Muslims, there's Freemasons who are complete shitbags. P2 Lodge in Italy, which I would love to cover at some point, yep. um, they became a clandestine lodge. And they, you know, there's stories about all the kinds of crazy shit that they were doing. But they were originally a chartered lodge, I believe. Again, I'm not speaking fact on this because I'm totally speculative. Rocco's already beaten the hell out of his, his keyboard, which is great. But they were a lodge that was originally chartered and had their charter revoked and become a, a clandestine lodge, from what I believe or what I remember. Um, but they were doing funny shit, too. You had the Morgan Affair, which was a bad, bad mark in Freemasonry. We actually had in the United States a whole anti-Masonic party, political party, that was created. The first third party that was... Yeah. The first yeah. third party was the anti-Masonic party. So there's bad seeds and everything. And, you know, but what happens is, and this is what I believe ties into Freemasonry, and then I'm going to turn my mic over to, you know, other people. I don't know who I'm going to call on yet, Joe or Rocco. They're both over there just beating the freaking hell. Well, you're all over the place. You know, you, <laughs> at one moment you're pulling something. No, 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 no. I want you guys to listen to me and say that I'm all over the place and then go listen to episode... 1,255 of Joe Rogan's show with Alex Jones and then come back to me and say, George, you're all over the fucking place. Because that shit was, that guy is the fucking space cadet. You're hitting the same dartboard. You know, that's uh, you're hitting the same dartboard. This is ordering a different pizza from the same restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I think I'm pretty much following it mainstream. I think I'm pretty much fucking Dan. You would bring a pizza. That's why that was bastard. the whole reference. Yeah, that was it. Uh, I know, I know what I'm really doing. hungry all of a sudden. But, <laughs> but uh, so reeling all back in, and I forgot where the hell I was going with this. Uh, P2, clandestine pizza. There's bad seeds and everything. There you go. There's bad seeds and everything. And, you know, after, again, I bring up the point of 9-11, okay? Muslims crashed planes into two buildings, the, you know, the, the trade towers, as well as they dumped one into the side of the Pentagon, as well as one in the middle of a field in PA. But what happened after that was you didn't hear about was, again, we're going back to 2001 here. All of the Muslims who were getting the shit beat out of them who had nothing to do with it, you know, and this is what happens with Freemasonry. And again, talking about a the Catholic Church, and I'm going to have Rocco grab a hold of this one and talk about all the papal bulls that were released by the Catholic Church, even up to modern day, saying that if you were a Freemason, you were excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Papal bans. Papal bans. They're also called papal bulls. I, I know they are, but this was a, a, a topic of contention. We went back and forth. Yes, we did uh, prior to a few minutes. But again, <laughs> and now I have a vision of like the Pope writing a bull. Yeah, papal bull, papal <laughs> band. As he's making his decree, right. he had to write and a bull. Put that yeah, on. No, 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 no. That's Baphomet, and clearly that's Freemasonry. Uh, that that was sarcasm. If anybody you know, and I that'll be the, that'll be the next T-shirt on available on the no the podcast. I ain't touching the papal bull. That's it. Where do you think? of the bulls came oh from. my no, god I, I ain't touching that one so honestly i thought i could ignore <laughs> all right girls they call that miter, i think they call that thing. i'm gonna start honestly, turning honestly I, I thought i could ignore the papal bull part but you um, actually can't once you um, get into it you can't ignore it i honest the guy i'm gonna shut mics off but um back on it uh yeah but you know this is what happens when you have people such as you know and again i'm talking about 
the Catholic Church and the Pope, who's going to come out with papal bulls or papal bans, so saying that saying that Freemasonry is evil and stay away from it. Or you have Alex Jones or Carly Franz or all these people are saying the modern day the versions. modern day version of people who are you're basically you're you're taking an entire craft of men who and, and even the appending bodies. And you're you're lumping them into this evil demonic evil. Well, we propaganda do again. propaganda bullshit. You don't know me from a fucking hole in the wall. You don't know the shit, the good, bad, or indifferent that I've done. So, who the fuck are you to judge me? You know. Uh, again, yes, I said I was going to be much really more good. careful with the <laughs> f bomb. Everybody oh, kind of looks at me like right. you're, you're the, the first one, George. You've actually reeled off quite a few. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. You don't yeah, even yeah. you don't even realize it. Editing, um, but but that just brings my brings me to my final point is that you know, do not demonize Freemasonry because you don't know us. You want to get to know a Freemason? Come up here. Oh, we've said this a million times a million on the times. podcast. Talk to one. Find out. Do your research. Actually have a conversation with a Freemason before it's funny. you bring any judgment. Upon While we're the on that subject, I actually was kind of talking a little bit of shit in the group me up. And I said that I was going to actually reach out to Alex Jones at InfoWars and invite him up here and have a conversation. But it's after hearing that Joe Rogan episode... He's a loose cannon. You don't, we don't. We don't need that here. That guy is out of his mind. There is. There, there's no conversation. He you have to have security just to he hold talked you back. Over. Yeah. No, no. I actually become as calm as can be. But the problem no, is, oh, he talked over. He talked yet. over Joe Rogan so much. There was no conversation. It was just him on a. 30 minute rant about nothing. And he went from battles in the US. He went from Sandy Hook to cyborgs in the 1970s to. Oh, it was everywhere. To babies being. To babies being harvested. I mean, it was everywhere. There's no. There's no and even and the best part is he and basically I, well, he, he basically Joe Rogan kept saying to him that's basically what he did and Joe Rogan <laughs> kept saying to him when he was like oh well the government is there he's like well, you're using government as an overhead well they don't want you to know he's like who's they and he didn't have a straight answer not once did he have a straight answer it was just garbage spewing garbage that's what I so, just took a shit but there. this is what I'm talking about this is what taints Freemasonry this is what hurts us and you know I, I just wanted to, I wanted to do this podcast because you know. It's really bad that the Catholic Church, all powerful, and all the people that are part of it, and we, they, you know, the Catholic Church, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to knock religion. I'm knocking the people who hold the powers of religion, that you're going to demonize an entire group of people because of something that they enjoy and believe in, such as Freemasonry. You know, it's the same similarity as saying, well, all people are, are, are racist, all white people are racist, or yeah. saying all black people are bad, or saying, you know, all Jews are money hungry. Or it, it's, you're, it's, you're taking... It's all your stereotypes. It's yes, combined. it's exactly it, it what it is. Exactly like, it's, and you don't know me. Yeah. You don't know me. You don't know the you shit that I've done. You can't pass a judgment on someone right. else that's different from you just because someone that... No, from ignorance. Mm -hmm. You can't At pass judgment on the end of the day, Jesus preached, love thy neighbor. 
Yeah. Turn right. the other cheek. He also preached, love your enemy. Yes. Yeah. Love your enemy as Thou preparest a table before my enemies. Yep. So, it's hypocritical, and that's what I'm bringing it up. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at. Rocco, Papal Bulls, you're up. Go. Papal Bands. Papal Bands. God, whatever. Uh, anyway. You're going to make no. me use the I'm Lord's gonna, name in vain on what this? What I'm going to do is I'm going to clarify it. Because. Where does the bull come from? Can I? Do you have any solid answer on that? That's my only question. Why is it a Papal Bull? Let's look it up. They I think it might be a language. They papal. used it. No. They ahead, used Robert. the Papal Bull as the decree. Okay. Mm. And it was like the bull stands for this paper we're writing. So like a symbolic symbol. It's like, a, a yeah, we're symbol. writing this pa- paper and it's got like the power of a bull. Oh, okay. It. it was truly symbolic. That yeah. was all that it Be- came well, that to. Because there's so many things. There's like a laden seal called a bulla. Oh, okay. And... You know that's the bottom line is that it, it you can't ignore the All right, so let's and uh, then they they drew on that and made so it more. So what is a uh, papal bull as George loves it, for you? It's an it's, it's a band. basically an <laughs> it's an edict or like a, a a piece of paper that's sealed that says this is what we are. This is what we stand for. What the church in the Rome for... the Roman Catholic okay. Faith. This is what we stand for. And it's not conducive to Freemasonry. All right. Oh, so there were papal bulls so, or bands on other right. things. Besides. So, Rocco, start oh. with the first one, and then let's get into where the last one was uh, released about Freemasonry. Well, And th- what they state, please. So they've been in use since the 6th century. Um, they, how current are they? Are they... Still so the the done? last is so then it kind of changed so it's more of like a papal ban, um, and they turned that's they kind of changed it. Okay, it's a papal ban, and the latest one was actually in 1985, so it actually is pretty recent. Um, that they had one that was and it's I think in Italian. It was it was in, issued in Italy. Um, and it basically said that it's not compatible with mm. Freemasonry. And why? Can you please just tell us why? Uh, let me find out why, and then I'll tell you. Hang on. Well, it's one of those. They <laughs> pretty much came out and said that those who knowingly embrace Masonic principles, which is, in essence, I have recognizing idea. that there's, there is one God, but your belief in that God isn't necessarily... You know, it doesn't have to be a Christian God or a Catholic God or a Jewish God or a Muslim God. That it's all encompassing. They pretty pretty much saying that principle, you're committing a serious sin. And that's all based off to just of what you believe in. If you don't believe in the Roman Catholicism, is that basically what my understanding is? Pretty much, nope. it's saying registration into an association entail, entails heresy. So you, they're in essence saying if you're joining Freemasonry, you're committing heresy against the church. Congratulations, guys. We're all heretics. But then, yeah. but then that's for the institution of the Roman Catholic Church, which is not what the majority of our churches here in the U.S. are. Um, I think it's kind of 
I don't I think, believe no, it. I think it's both. I, like I think both religions are out. You know, the United States is actually founded on many religions, and you know, I, I've had, I've said this before that I got into a fight with my my mother-in-law about that. But understand that the United States and all of the founding fathers and people who created this nation were Protestant. However, there is no speak whatsoever in the Declaration and or the Constitution of anything to do with Catholicism or any of that stuff. In I'm it. just saying we're in New England. Right. And the majority of the churches here are not Roman. Like right. driving through mm-hmm. the valley here. Yeah. But now you go down south and they're all Southern Baptist. And they're all So, I mean, it's all over the place. It, you know, we're, we're a nation of, and, you know, this was known as also the Masonic Experiment. I love when they use that. We are a Masonic experiment. I apologize for the police officers. We live in the mean streets of Seymour up here in Connecticut. And <laughs> Someone jumped a curb. But, um, <laughs> but on, like we are, we we are a Masonic experiment. Let's be real. Like our nation here is a Masonic experiment, and it's a it's the oh they're actually on the highway. Holy shit! Um, I just seen the lights go by the window. Um, but this is, you know, it's it's a Masonic experiment. It really is, if you think about it, because we are a nation that does not, we are a separation of church and state, which is what the Freemasons believed in, you know, even, you know, back in its beginnings, separation of church and state. But you also have many people from different religions and different backgrounds forming a nation under God, which could be interpreted as anything, indivisible. It's a great thing. It's a great concept. Joe, I'm going to turn it over to you now. I told you I, I had some homework for you. Yes, sir. You should and we're going to go. Pledge of Allegiance. We're actually going to go. We're actually going to go now. Uh, we've pretty much, I think, covered this this subject. And I want to turn it over to Joe because one of the things he's going to talk about is our altar. And then I'm going to close it up with the last thing I have. So what I wanted to uh, to talk about and go through here are what. A lot of people may not know if you're not in Freemasonry is that there is a sacred book open during every state of communication degree, every formal meeting that we have. And there are certain Bible verses that are specific to each degree, and they do represent and mean something. So what I was going to do is read those verses and then talk about what they mean in Freemasonry. One of the things I was not able to find out is in its situations where now, the sacred uh, book of law um, in a lot of lodges in America is the Holy Bible, but it can be the Torah, it can be the Koran, uh, and I'm not sure what verses they would be open to there, but in instances where it's the Bible, one of my favorite is the, the Entered Apprentice degree. Uh, it's open to Psalms 133. And the verse is, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the he- upon the beard. Or, I'm sorry. It's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. So the first question a lot of people have is, well, who's Aaron and why is he significant? (laughs) So Aaron was Moses' brother, and he was the first high priest under the Mosaic Covenant. Um, And a lot of people think Herman 
and that reference is a person. Hermon is actually a mountain. There are actually a, a range of mountains in, uh, on the northern boundary of Israel. Um, snow-capped peaks were the source of ice. They were also known as Ice Mountain. Um, but primarily, the Masonic degree verse of the Enter Apprentice degree, the Psalms 133, represents youth when the body is strong. Those who walk in the ways of the Lord are rewarded with the blessing of eternal life. So each of these verses kind of represents a, a stage in your life. Fellowcraft degree is Amos 7. And that one goes, and just so you know, in our ritual and a lot of places, it's spelled S-H-E-W-E-D. If you ever want to make a past master freak out, pronounce it shoed, because it's actually <laughs> showed. <laughs> and it's just a, it's a it's an old spelling of the word but it is still pronounced showed, showed. so okay. thus he showed me and behold the lord stood upon a wall made by a plumb line with a plumb line in his hand and the lord said unto me amos what seest thou and i said a plumb line then said the lord behold i will set a plumb line in the midst of my people in israel i will not again pass by them any more so this now denotes the Lord's plumb line, which represents the uprightness of conduct throughout one's life. So this is the, the fellowcraft degree denotes middle age. Now Ecclesiastes 12, it's a long one, but this is one that really, it hits home when you think about the, what it actually means. And this is one that I often go back to when there's a passing of a brother. Um, and I want to reflect on that. And it's actually thought that this was actually written by King Solomon as a reflection on his life. And it's, uh, again, it's Ecclesiastes 12. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves in the grinder seats, because they are few. And those that look out the windows will be darkened. And the doors that shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low, and he shall rise up at the voice of the bird, and the daughters of music shall be brought low. Also, when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and the fear shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets. Or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern, then the dust return to the earth, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. And the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So there's a lot of... A lot of that was uh, a very nice yeah, one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a very That's, nice it's a beautiful one. one. Now, that also ties into, during the Master Mason degree, you symbolically die. Correct. Yes. And that's yeah. what that's trying. And that's what that is about. Because when do you, you go into... Do you have Corinthians 5.1 on your list? I do not. Okay. I would love to do that one. What, what does that have to do with Masonry? Is that a Masonic one? Let me get there. Uh -huh. right, let me go through the... Um, Rocco, you can tell me to shut up. Ecclesiastes 12. Yeah. So remember that we're going to break down what they're talking about there. Remember now the 
thy creator in the days of thy youth. This alludes to the fact that as we grow older, each of us finally remembers the glory days of our youth when all things were possible. We on top of that, about anything. on top of that, if I may, yes. Freemasonry, remember in the days of thy youth, and their apprentice. Right. You know, that, that, that zeal that you had for the craft right. when you were first coming in and yeah, yeah. all the possibilities that were out there. Um, and while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened refers to the fact that as we grow older, our eyes begin to fail. We start to lose our eyesight. It's also an allegory to remember back to the time when life looked bright with promise before the twilight years or the sunset years of our lives. You're also blindfolded, too. Yep. I'm just throwing this out there. No, up. by all uh, means, <laughs> add to it. Nor the clouds return after the rain. Rest and recuperation take a little bit longer when we get older. As the oldest guy in the room, I can, I can vouch for that. Uh, Not going back into that discussion. <laughs> and the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble refers to when you're no longer able to take care of yourself. You're the keeper of your house. And you, when that starts to tremble, that means that you're no longer able to rely on yourself. And the strong men shall bow themselves refers to the body's degeneration. And as you get older, you've seen it, older people tend to stoop mm -hmm. over yeah. and hunch over yeah. almost like you're bowing. And the grinders cease because they are few. Your grinders are your teeth. As you get older, you lose your teeth. Well, and those that, that look me. out of the Sorry. windows will be darkened refers to, again, the failing eyesight. And the door shall be shut to the streets. Refers to when you're in here and you shut the door, you can't hear everything outside as well. So it refers to your failing, uh, your hearing failing. And he shall rise up at the voice of the bird. Refers to aged people being unable to sleep at night. And I know this. We get we wake up early. I wake <laughs> up at about five thirty every morning. I try. I do my damnedest. I'm also one of those guys that usually... I, do I could be asleep by 9.30 every night if I wanted to be. I get up pissed off every morning. in the room, and I am absolutely a 4 a.m. wake up and a 9 o'clock. I am not... That's funny. Why the hell did I have to wait for for you so long in the driveway to pick up a Masonicon? I'm on time for anything. He's awake. He's just not efficient. I'm in his driveway texting him like, where in the hell are you? Italians are usually very... Prompt. Yeah, this is the true Puerto Rican coming out <laughs> and we don't know how to tell time. <laughs> Are they on a different time zone over yes, there? Yes, no, there is Puerto Rican, Rican time. time. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely called that. It's a real thing, people. It is a for, real thing. For those of you who don't know, that is a real thing. I could say a couple of things right now. I'll, say, I'll save it for the after hours. Keep but, going, uh, Joe. <laughs> and, all the daughter, and all the daughters oh, of music shall be brought low refers to you. The change in your voice as you get older. It tends to get a little more coarse and a little more gruff. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> when they shall be afraid of that which is high and fear shall be in the way. Older people become unfamiliar with the speed of which the world changes. Time becomes a very different thing uh, as you become older. And your reflexes and your speed decreases. Um, That's so also a shout out to our past masters. That's not what <laughs> Continue. And the almond tree shall flourish. Almond trees have large, delicate, snow-white blossoms. Figuratively, hmm. this means that our hair is turning white. Wow. Interesting. Not me. I'm a ginger. <laughs> uh, I've, got, I've got plenty. 
And the grasshopper shall be a burden. When we were young, hope springs eternal. The grasshoppers that plagued the farmers were something to be dealt with completely by completely replanting the field as a young man can withstand a total loss and look forward to the hope of following seasons. When you're older, you can't replant. Might be your last season. Exactly. And desire shall fail. Um, it just oh, refers to the gradual the decrease. In, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we're just, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> we'll we'll leave that alone. It, yeah. <laughs> but here's the, like the, the silver cord be loosed or the golden bowl be broken. The loose silver cord is believed to denote the spinal column, which mm. is degenerating oh. over time. And the golden bowl is believed to denote the brain. And you have the gradual decline of your cognitive skills as you get older. Two things that I want everyone to understand. That part, and I actually had a nice conversation with uh, Mike, the intern, about this. uh, That the winding stairs that you're supposed to make an ascent of is actually in reference to the spinal column. Oh, really? Quite interesting. Uh, I didn't get too much into it. I don't know much about it, so... I'm not even going to talk about it yet, but that case in point on that. And I have heard that <clears throat> in the past. Yeah, yeah, quite interesting. Um, and uh, I had something else, but keep going, Joe. Yeah, just a couple other points here. Or the pitcher be broken at the fountain. You know, it's, it's actually referring to sometimes. You know, you don't have a going problem; you have a growing problem, and it's sometimes <laughs> hard to to it, urinate. It all depends. Exactly. <laughs> or the wheel be broken at the cistern. The body contains all the blood. The cistern is full, but the heart is what pumps everything, and it's referring to that that wheel, that that pump failing. That's what I wanted to talk about. And this is where Catholicism isn't, or or religion in general, and the Bible in general, is not much different than our ritual. The Bible has very very allegorical things in it that if you just look beneath the surface it's got a lot of good things in it so can i jump in here with my corinthians 5 1 hold on i've got one more verse oh you're killing me almost 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 Almost. i was gonna say i think i was like there's the perfect time and then the then the then shall the dust return to the earth as it was and the spirit shall return unto god who gave it you've heard it at it just about any funeral you've ever attended. Ashes to ashes, and dust to dust. Going tits up, as I call it. And it's, uh, <laughs> but to your point, there. this for me, hearing this during my Master Mason degree, hit on exactly what you were just talking about. That, that allegory and that symbolism isn't just in, or the metaphors isn't just in our ritual. It's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it's more connected... You know, to go back to our prior topic of trying to alienate or, or push Freemasonry or demonize Freemasonry mm-hmm. from institutized, uh, institutional religion, that to me, they're really not all that different. Right. It's really it, it's, they're really it's not. Really not. It's really not. It's Granted, right like, to clarify, I'm not saying that Freemasonry is a religion. We are not. No. Jesus no. said himself he spoke in parables. Right. The mustard seed. Yeah. So, Actually, wait a minute. I might be wrong. Was that in the Bible or was it in the Gospel of St. Thomas? I could be wrong. I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, I'd love to cover that. Too. I don't know. But there are some that the Gnostic think Bibles. that yeah. Christ's death and rebirth 
could be allegory, mm-hmm. much like our own third degree. Mm-hmm. Yes. There, there is yep. some research and discussion about that. I'm not saying it's true, not true, but one more thing I want to made that point. One more thing I want to bring up, and, I and then find, we can get into Rocco's career. And then we'll get into Rocco's. One more thing I want to bring up is that you know, it talks about you know, th- there's actually a. The Gnostic, it's part of the Gnostic Bibles. If you're ever interested in, in reading something good, the Gnostic readings are quite interesting, and they're actually found in the Ethiopian Bible. But, moving on. Um, it talks about how Judas Iscariot was actually told by Jesus to that he had to betray him in order to, to for the next stage to begin, the resurrection and everything. So, Judas wasn't a bad guy. He was... It was necessary. In it the was necessary picture. for the timeline, and I find that really funny, and almost to a point where, if you look at the story of God in Lucifer, the fallen angel, think about it. If that was necessary to have that distinction between good and evil, you know that it was almost like God's plan. That that was supposed to happen, right? But anyway, and, and again, you know, and this brings into uh, again, I'm kind of veering off course a little bit. But I mean, you have, you know, Freemasonry where we believe in the good and evil. We have the uh, the the with the mosaic floor where mm-hmm. we have you know the black tiles, white tiles, and good and bad, rough ashlar, smooth ashlar, because we're all in a state of rough. Trying to become to be smooth. a smooth ashlar. That's what our working this tools are all good. about. To go back, sorry, I missed that whole Judas conversation. But Jesus told it would be Judas, so much better if you put your mouth in the mic. Jesus told Perfect. Judas that you're going to betray me. Right. He knew, and he right. told him you're going to. And right. Judas actually, in that first conflict mm-hmm. of it, said, "No, I won't. I won't do that." It's the same thing as uh, I. Peter denying him three times. Exactly. I was just going to say the, that. And it's the necessary evil of, no, 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 you're going to do this. And this is where And I... it's something that him being a higher power knew that it's the necessary evil. You, he needed mm-hmm. to, and this is the, the belief behind the Bible right. of, yeah, you, we need to do this. I need to be sacrificed. I need this whole thing to happen. And it was the necessary evil of Judas, the necessary evil of Peter that, yeah, you're doing something that's wrong. It's against all the beliefs that I taught you, Mm -hmm. but it was the necessary evil. Now, granted, yes, Judas obviously betrayed him, and that's the whole story behind it. But, you know, it's the same thing, you know, they talk about how, you know, in any religion, talks about how God is all-knowing, whether it be... Infallible. He's infallible. He knows everything. Everything that's going to happen. So... If you take that into consideration, okay, and I'm not talking about just God as in the Christian God. You also have a law and everything. He's all-knowing. He knows everything that's going to happen. He knows it before you even know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's already have your life and everything already predetermined. He knows what's going to happen, and everything is a life lesson, okay? So now we go into the story of Lucifer. How do you, you know, and the devil and the fallen angels... If God is all-knowing, he already knew it was going to happen. So it was already pre-planned and it's a division of good and bad and you know you have two you have a wolf a good and a bad wolf the one that you that you stick with is the one you feed yep is that yeah yeah yeah, there's a good meme on that it's pretty good actually Um, this is where to to bring it back to almost a lighter point there's a great movie dogma 
Right. That is hilarious. That's the Kevin Smith movie? Oh, yes. God. No, that's yeah. with freaking Silent J and, uh, and... Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and, and Silent Bob. No, if yeah. you think about it, though, they have a bunch of great points. I don't talk- want to hear shit, and no, except the part when Bella- he, Silent Bob, kicks him off the back of the no, train no, no, and goes, no, nothing no ticket. It has <laughs> a bunch of great points on. The whole premise of it is that they're trying. there is a angel that's trying to prove mm-hmm. god infallible right and if you prove god infallible that means that all of existence is blinked out of its existence because god right. is infallible right if you prove him wrong then nothing exists you know and and i believe and it's just an interesting and i Firmly continue. We were yeah, no, no, no. It's an interesting concept because right. exactly that. If God knows what's going to happen, good, evil, He knew right. what was going to happen with Lucifer. You have to right. have an evil in order to have good. Right. We're we're getting way off way subject. Off subject. So, but you know what? No, let's, let's let this is a great religious. Yeah. Before yeah. we get into rockers, I just want to give credit to. <laughs> Jesus, no, I, I have to do this so we don't get in trouble. Yeah. Oh, Just want to give God. credit to the Masonic Lodge of Education.com where I pulled most of this information from regarding the Bible. I'm going to make a similar one, but can continue. Rocco, you're up. Finally. Wait, before you get started. Yeah. No. Uh, no, my honestly, my quote puts an exclamation point on what you spoke about, basically. And uh, I'm going to read the King James Bible version. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved we would have a building of god a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens that's right out of that's right out of our ritual literally right out of a ritual now see that's just an exclamation point is if you go looking Mm -hmm. in our ritual and you go looking in the bible you can find threads of knowledge Mm -hmm. that actually stick out and have different meanings it's 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 wild um but that you know that was uh that's something that always stuck with me i don't think it deserves i think it's more of a complex like contemplative uh statement and it's meant for us to just think about that right all right what do you think boys we can stick a fork in this one i think so i the last thing i want to put a (laughs) last thing i want to put a uh a final thing on is Regardless if it's religion or if it's Freemasonry, delve deep into it. Don't take the Bible as in face value. You know. And again, I will again quote the Bible. Um, in a, specifically a situation where people were stoning a person. And Jesus said, though who is without sin cast the first stone so and i want you to as everybody who or anybody who listens to this who thinks freemasons or devil worshipers or baby killers or all this stuff if you were without sin cast the first stone on us if you think your religion is so much better than us cast the first stone if you were without sin and that's my point it it is it it comes down to so last thing i want to cover the horns of the altar of Freemasonry. Yeah, I'm really interested in bum, this. I'm bum, actually bum. upset that I didn't do my own <laughs> research. I actually wanted to jump on this okay. for myself, and I didn't have time to. Ready. So some altars of Freemasonry, ours in particular, and I think King Solomon Seven is the only other one. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, I only know of yours and the Woodbury. Our altar has the horns on our altar. 
What do the horns mean? Now, if you take anybody who is a religious fanatic that we were just talking about and they walk in and they see ram's horns or goat horns on the altar, they're going to lose their freaking minds. But I want to say this. Horns of the altar, and this is cited from MasonicWiki.com. Horns. <laughs> Rocco's got the same thing. He absolutely just pulled up the okay. exact website. Horns of the altar. In the Jewish temple, the altars of burnt offering and of incense had each of the four corners of the horns of shittim wood. Joe's face lit up with a big ass smile. Shittim wood, S H I T T I M, is actually acacia wood. I've looked that up. Oh, is that what it actually is? Uh Okay. That's good to know because I was wondering what shittim wood Among Jews, as well as other ancient peoples, the altar was considered peculiarly holy and privileged, and hence, when a criminal fleeing, Took hold of these horns if he found asylum and uh, he found asylum in safety, as a Masonic altar is a representation of the altar of the Solomonic member, uh, which is basically King Solomon. It should be constructed with these horns and cross has very properly represented in its hieroglyphic chart. So there's actually a picture here if you go on Masonic. Wiki dot forward slash horns. There's an actual depiction picture of shittim wood. Of shittim wood. <laughs> it is shittim. It is. You know the worst part is there's horns? no other I type just, of pronunciation. You know worse than shittim wood? I will look it up. Solomonic member. Solomon. Yeah, because that's just someone's penis. Shittim wood. Here we go. Ready? Wait, wait, wait. I'm reading it. Hey, I'm reading it. We're sure it's not Shittem. It could no, be Shittem wood. It's I am at the end. It's S H I T T I M. But it could be Shittem. Shittem? Shittem? Hold on. Damn near killed him. Can I? Yeah, here we go. The landslide downhill at the end. Okay, Ari. Here we go. Ready? Go back. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. Shittem? Shittem? Or Shittem? Wood in the Bible, wood of the Shittaya tree, probably of acacia, which is which the Ark of the Covenant and furniture of the tabernacle were made. Yep, boom. So there you go. There's your reference to it. So, to the wood, to the to the shitty wood. It's real well, fucking shitty wood. These words, like, they're different <laughs> names. Well, yeah, they got renamed. Hebrew and Jewish and names for yeah. the same things we're talking about right. in masonry, like acacia wood. They right. just like to, you know, make so it wait, sexual and to, put shit them on it. To go back into that. So, essentially, it was a type of asylum. You could well, don't forget, you know. And grab the horns and... Yes. Yes. So it does relate to the Worshipful exactly Brother what, Phil. I was just going to say, we brought this yes. up in a previous podcast, and it was. Worshipful Brother Phil was absolutely Phil correct. That's would, exactly. Uh, he said that you could run into a reading it right and off. they couldn't do anything if mm-hmm. you, it was an asylum where you could right, it was grab onto mm-hmm. the actual horns. And correct. Now. Not while, that you wouldn't be still found guilty. While for we're on did, that subject, <laughs> there are. Now, everybody, you know, people are going to be like, uh, well, you know, it says it's wood, wood horns. But, you know, 
again, King Solomon's Lodge number seven in Woodbury has ram's horns. More goats. However, go. no, think about this. When Joshua was surrounding, or excuse me, when Joshua was about to take over the city of Jericho, they circled the city of Jericho for seven days with the Ark of the Covenant and blew on ram's horns. But they also they said trumpeted the with ram's horns. So it still derives back to, from to, to the, the Jewish. Yeah. To no, but it, 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 it's also a belief that the Ark of the Covenant, had the four corners. Sorry, had Rocco, corners. I apologize. Start over again. I turn your mic down. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose? No, I, I, I try to centralize. Like, if no, Joe's talking, I follow Joe. If Dan's talking, I try to play with the level so that it's a very clear one person talking so the other mics aren't going over top of each other. Go ahead, Rock. We'll start from the beginning. No, my point was just that the Ark of the Covenant was rumored to have four horns on the corners of, mm-hmm. of the box. Yeah, again, uh, I bring this back that all the stories passed down from history and aeons and aeons of history have been so perverted over time. It's the, the game of telephone. It's, it's the, the game of it's telephone. It's the ultimate exactly thousand what it is. year telephone game. I actually found a, a really great actually video of this where it was a guy who was a public speaker and it was, talks about how gossip spreads. And the first thing he did was he was mimicking as if he was riding a, a motorcycle. So he kick-started the thing and then he did the hand cranks and yeah. then he did the turning of the wheel like the wheels going back and forth and then he shut it off. Okay, And by the beginning of the line somebody was dancing. So the whole thing got completely perverted by like the 12th person. It was completely wrong. Completely yeah. different than what the last person showed. Exactly. And that's religion. That's anything. That's everything. 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 Every, everything. Well, historically. If the one thing the that I absolutely love to read about, and I listen to it almost every single day, is the reading of the Sumerian tablets. Because the Sumerian tablets. So I, I love it. Sumerian tablets are the They're amazing. They are original from 5000 B.C., Unperverted stories that are, that are written in clay and not yeah. written on books. You want to see some interesting shit? I please one of the read one of the five guys in the entire planet who've ever been able to decipher the Sumerian tablets. And one of my favorite is Zechariah Sitchin, and it will blow your fucking mind. It will absolutely blow your mind that the stories of Sumeria were copied over into the Bible. Mind blowing. But anyway. What do you say we wrap this up, guys? Hey, yep. who's here? Who wants to? What do we want to talk about next time? Joe, come on, give me your oh, thoughts. Oh God, next time. Next I don't time, know. you put me on the spot. Oh, you damn right, I put you on the spot. Puppet. I want to talk about why. Yeah, why we don't have a no puppet, George. Puppet is going to be only for after hours. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I can see that. Not I can see the puppet not being able. The puppet would be like Steve having Steve on the podcast, <laughs> where you have a topic. And you really want to talk about a good topic, but it's just not going to happen. Now, see, well, here's the thing. The puppet could have jumped on Shittimwood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. 
There are several parts of this podcast that when you go back and listen to it, and every time I gave you a little smirk, it was puppet That was me suppressing. No, understand. Every time, you have to understand, I'm looking around the room, because again, we're on a podcast, yes, I have a mic in front of my face, but I'm looking around to all the brothers here at the room, and, you know, as I'm talking, and I look over Joe, and he's just got this fucking Grinch face on. That shit-eating ear-to-ear. Grin it. And I'm like, oh, he's got something on deck, but he's, he's behaving right now. Yeah. So, but well, funny you, thing, you also did specifically say beforehand that the, wow, yeah, that was my. I pull my headphones off when it gets close to the mic. Sometimes okay, it's like, was, yeah. I'll take it away. Go Sorry, ahead. But um, you did specifically say before we started this podcast that you wanted to have a more serious. We did a lot of bullshitting on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of swears dropped. You wanted to have an informational good podcast which mm-hmm. makes it even funnier that joe recognized in an informational podcast that puppet joe was there or right. puppet george was there oh yeah he's listening and he wanted to make a couple comments but joe while had the I'm decency this, to tell puppet on the joe, next podcast while i'm george, on this sorry. one regret that i have is puppet george is going to going to attend every podcast <laughs> and take notes that's what i was getting. that's what i was alluding well to. that's I, that's what i was seeing couple things yeah. the george notes Johnson being taken toast. <laughs> yeah he does he was a little premature puppet george on puppet, the toast last puppet george was a little but it was yeah. his first toast right the first time puppet george made an appearance here <laughs> yeah, i know it was puppet george's first toast he's got to practice on it a little bit <laughs> let me just say uh, two things. If you want to see the different depictions that people have put out of Puppet George, go on the you know, join or request to join the Freemasons podcast community group. And actually, Diana McManus so far yeah, has had the and, best yeah. one. I, I, she actually even had one for you, Jack. It was a fire one, fire. I put, up, I put up the one. It was that, great. Yeah. She had an Italian one for Dan. Yeah, yeah, it, it was I, great. She had the Italian one for Dan. She had the firefighter one for me. She had one for you, but it, it was in the suit. I put right. the one of you in a knight's outfit. I mean, <laughs> being in New York, so right, I figured agree, it related wait, back. Are right. we agreed if we ever go uh, video podcast, we got to oh, do it. George puppet George is a member of We just got to no, we just gotta do it all puppets. How, Here's what I think I of, all right? Now listen, I have a question all for you that I'll save for the after hour. Hold on. But, okay, let me just start by saying this, all right? I used to I used to watch wrestling quite frequently. WWF, WWE, whatever the hell it is now. And, you know, I don't watch it Are anymore. Are you going Sako on this? <laughs> You're going Sako. <laughs> Mr. Sako. Exactly <laughs> I can just picture mankind with that dirty ass sock. Mr. Sako in his hand. Yeah, don't shove the puppet down anybody's throat. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, he pulled Mr. Sako out of his pants. But Yeah, that's true. Just throwing that out there. Um, I think I might have done something like that in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> too. Almighty. Yeah, please. Oh, God. Uh, but anyway. You don't, so what do you want to talk about, Joe, next time? Oh, God. What are you thinking? I'll start with Rocco and come back to me. All right. Rocco, what would you like to hear about? I don't know. Don't yeah. know? All right. Did what you put a, it on the spot I like that? Know. I have no idea. What about clandestine really, lines? No, I, you know what I had mentioned? I had mentioned um, uh, Oak Island again because we have the finale. I didn't watch it. La, 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 I'm not la, 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 talking la, la. about it. No I'm not spoilers, talking about no it. No spoilers here. I didn't watch so it either, that's so the Rocco, line. I will shut your mic off quickly. I'll give, no, I'll actually, give everyone a chance to see it, and then right. next time we come back, so you'll have seen it. Yeah, I, I Personally, I have nothing. I, I okay. Well, you had that mentioned P2 before, maybe Clandestine Lodge or something like that. I like the whole uh, idea. I think it was 
I don't remember if it was Brother Raph that put it in the group me for the whole famous Freemasons and founding fathers. Oh, yeah. That, would, that actually would be a good one. You know what? We can cover Let's take a vote. Take a Masonic vote. Well, you can cover history. Day. You can cover movies. There's a whole lot right. of... I have so like we, four books at my lodge where it's just famous Freemasons. and right. You can cover the, the Declaration of Independence. Are you making that into a motion? I, I make that into a motion. I'm going to second that motion. <laughs> By the usual sign. Well, as the By the usual sign of a Mason. Aye. <laughs> I, I uh, all right. It. I'm a past master, so I'm a post. Well, being that uh, <laughs> it can't be unanimous. That being do? that like the Hall of Fame, it can't be unanimous. Joe decided to ridicule me last time and say, <laughs> "I'm I'm George. I'm going to actually Wait, override." Might be one of the best characters ever. I want to actually override that with Jack. And I'll tell you why. Because the next override it, and yet you're the one that decided that it should be made a motion. That's because it's Hold my on. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why. Here's the puppet. I'm not overriding it. I want to just say this. No, no, puppet George is overriding. We are right now. This is going to be recorded as episode 32, but the next one is 33, and my plan All is right, to yeah. have for the 33rd episode. I am trying so to why get. Why you ask the table what they had for ideas if you already had episode? An idea. Yeah, you episode tease. Episode. Just when you think you have the answers, <laughs> I change the question. Episode 34, we will do that, trying Jack. trying to keep the fans hanging on for two episodes. You're damn right I am. Listen, I'm working on it. Hey, but no, seriously, episode 34, we will absolutely do that. Famous Freemasons. Uh, even in modern day. We'll go back from from back in the day to modern day. Yeah, Sound good? A long, no, you can cover a lot. Vast period of time. I, I don't agree with Jack on that. I think that's a good one because you can go historical where right. the founding of the country, mm-hmm. and then you can go modern day, the ton of celebrities yeah. that are actually Freemasons. So here's what we're going to do. Each one of us at this table, are you going to promise to be there? <laughs> I mean, I might be. On your, what, on your Masonic oath that? with your eyes closed? On my Masonic oath. If you brothers could be here, pick a guy you want to talk about, and we'll go from there. Dip on Audie Murphy. Okay. I wonder if everybody should find, like, just for the sake of it, like, in a modern day, like, in a movie. And if somebody brought up the king and, uh, is it the man who would be man king? man who would be king or yeah, something Yeah, with Sean like that. Connery. That mm-hmm. one's got a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great idea that as well. Just awesome Bring up a famous, famous Freemason yeah. that you know. If Bring up two. Actually, everybody yeah. pick two. And we'll talk about them. They're small. Everybody have two. Actually, we have placements yeah. at our yeah, lodge right. that have, like, the signatures of a bunch of... Famous Freemasons. I'm going to go with Jay-Z them. and Beyonce. No, I'm just fucking around. They're, they're, I'm not they're Illuminati. They're Illuminati. <laughs> they're Illuminati. That's right. I apologize. Oh, God. Stupid I just want to talk huh? about the scene in uh, like Tombstone, randomly. There's one of the actors yes. who's wearing the... And he is, in fact, a man. I, I know exactly no who you're talking yep. about. Yeah. Wow. Tombstone. Act, but that's a whole different thing. That would be Freemasonry and pop culture and... No, no. But then again, it's all it's all roped into famous Masons. We're going to need Ken up here, too, then. I think in that time... Because Ken was the one... large variety. We have the Group Me app. You guys are all part of it. Yeah, yeah. And Ken was the one who brought up Freemasonry and pop culture. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was Brother Raph. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That was Ken. That was Worshipful Brother Ken. You guys were just firing off topics this morning, and I was still half asleep when I was reading So, hold on. My famous person I choose is George Mudry. What? Wait, what? I want a whole episode on George Mudry. No, no. (laughs) Me? Why the hell would you want a whole episode on me? Short episode. (laughs) Maybe we should. We need a uh, a biopic on uh, Puppet George. Oh my gosh! (laughs) What's Puppet George's title? (laughs) 
biopic. <laughs> I absolutely think there should be a biopic. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> when I was five years old. <laughs> <laughs> God damn you, Joe. <laughs> All right. So, no, no, next wait, episode that we're recording Sunday, I will have a 33rd degree Freemason up here. Conversation with me, it will be talking about the 33rd degree. If I can't, and I, I, have, I have two or three hopefuls up here. Well, if you reach out to him, maybe you could. Yeah, I'm working on it. That's what I hired you that for. sounds like he took a shot at you. He did take a shot at me. All right, well, then I will call him fine. tomorrow. Jesus. God. Like you don't know him. Wait, rough we crowd. Over, I don't I know him. What are you talking about? The clandestine would be another good subject. That would be a good one. You that would be a good one. We'll cover that one, too. We'll cover that one, too. What clandestine means and how it all applies and the rules and regs about that. And I actually have a great... Like famous clandestines or... I have actually a great story about that that actually personally happened to me. And he became a brother of our lodge. Instead of... He that originally was a or? Uh, he was originally a clandestine mason. Really? You and I both know an, another one too. Oh boy. Hmm? He doesn't want to say it on the podcast. Just live. Talk about it after. I saw what you were putting down, so I got it. Then why do you keep asking? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was trying to break your balls. Uh-oh. Computer All right, control. George, shut it down. All right, yep. Thank you, Rocco. Thank you for rocking it in. All right. So this has been, a, I believe, an informative. And you know what? We did a little horse shit at the end here. But uh, all in all, I think it's a good one. So the next episode I want to record on, on Sunday is uh, the 33rd episode, which will be about the 33rd degree of Freemasonry. If we can't get a 33rd up here, uh, we will, we'll cover as much as we can. Um, I don't know much about it, as well as I don't think anybody in this room knows anything about it. Nope. So we will do internet searches if need be, and we'll try to find out as much as we can. And it's probably going to be ninety nine. Have to fact check all those. Though. Yeah. Then we'll cover the thirty second. We'll cover Scottish Rite in general. Actually, you're Captain Scottish Rite over there. You yeah, know you've what? Been in it longer than I have, so. Yeah, but you're a ten more. You're yeah. ten more. I'm not very active in Scottish Rite, but okay. and then episode thirty four, we will do. Uh, which will be next Thursday, we will do what uh, Brother Jack said, famous Freemasons. All right. So for the Freemasons podcast, thank you for uh, tonight. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I got one other order of business to do. Uh, no, no, no. Fuck. This is a good one. This is actually uh, coming from. Uh, wait, before you get to that. This is actually from <laughs> Liberty Ghost Hunters. Okay. And this is actually classic. Another sound bite that nobody can hear. No, everyone's going to hear this. Where's your phone? Shut up. Bastard. Uh, Wait till the next So we do Masonic Toasts. We want the George Puppet. Yeah, if they mention Puppet. We do do Masonic Toasts, okay? And the females (laughs) of the Liberty Ghost Hunters decided to do their own toasts back to me. So I want to play this real quick. And I want everyone to listen to it, and then we'll close it down. Come on, ladies. We're the women of Liberty Ghost Hunters, and we're going to send a toast over to George of the Freemasons podcast. You ready? Ready. Left hand, the chicken wings. Wings. Ready, aim, buffalo sauce. Sauce. Spicy, medium, mild. Spicy. (laughs) Too hot, too hot, too hot.
<laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's very, that is awesome. awesome. That, that's yeah, got to be some great. messy clapping. So that was great. <laughs> I'm just imagining barbecue sauce flight everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. You want wings? One last toast. <laughs> Back to Liberty Ghost Hunters. On top of that, Brittany did a whole tarot card reading, and my personal goal is to get also another podcast with Brittany and Stephanie, the mediums, yeah, up here. She did your tarot card? She did my tarot card, wow. and what the fuck? That's, all, and that's, the, that's the F-bomb I'm dropping, because she was spot on, and it was freaky as shit. I've had a tarot card reading. I can only say the exact same thing. Creepy, what creepy. What the hell? Like, well, I'd love to meet her because I've just started dabbling in reading I'll, myself. And... What I'll tell you is a... Uh, <laughs> There's so many smart-ass comments. <laughs> <laughs> I was for that. You're, you're not the puppet. I'm the puppet. <laughs> That's what you get. But, right, no, anyway. but anyway, when it comes to the tarot card, I had a woman who never met me, met me the same day, and knew more about me than the people I went with. Like, it was actually really, really, like, bugged out and creepy. Uh, it, yeah. I've had a tarot card reading before, and it was it was shit. It was garbage. It wasn't really? fun. But she does, came up here. I think it does depend on the person who does it. Well, hold on. She was up here, and she's over here, and she's breaking out other cards, and I'm sitting here going, in my head, right? I'm shutting everything down. I go into full-on blank-out mode, and I'm going, Gilligan's Island, Gilligan's Island, Gilligan's Island, why Mr. Howe, Mr. Howe. Because it absolutely why, makes why no not, sense. Why not Mrs. Howe? Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same because thing. Because I was trying to close off my mind. Because <laughs> he thought he was that just would on close a two-hour mind. Joe, in all love, Mrs. fuck Howell, you. Mrs. Howell would close my mind. Yeah, all right, ready? So... Back to Liberty Ghost Hunters. They toasted us, the ladies of Liberty Ghost Hunters. Jack, you had something? Oh, yeah. I just want to say how when they Liberty Ghost Hunters came and investigated my lodge at Shepherd Salem in Naugatuck, and I uh, I went around with Brittany and Stephanie, and earlier that day, I moved a helmet, and they were picking up on just the weirdest things with that helmet, just because it was moved and it disturbed everything, and they were picking up, like, I just remember them picking up something about Christmas music. And we ended up putting on a light just to go look in that area where I found it. Sure enough, there was Christmas sheet music right where we found it. And I, it was just creepy. You know what's even creepier than that? She gave me a reading again today yeah, through text terrible. message and hit it spot on again. Yeah. Yeah, That's completely yeah. whatever. It's, the right it's crazy. To do it. yeah. So to the ladies of Liberty Ghost Hunters, yeah, and right. I'm going to name them right now. Diana McManus. Stephanie, I don't know her last name, and Brittany, I don't know her last name. Brethren, right hand arms. Arms. Ready. 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 Aim. 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 Fire. Good fire, fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. All right, we're done for the Freemasons podcast. I am right, worshipful brother, George Mudry, signing off. Brother Rocco. Brother Daniel. Worshipful Brother Jack. Worshipful Brother Joe. Have a good night, everyone.